hello and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I share tips and tricks to inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am very excited to be joined by Sam Johnston. Sam is the co-founder and CMO of Nth Venture. His beginnings are at at a small town in Wales where he was a member of the British Army. He then went on to become a successful marketing professional, entrepreneur, and founder in the US and UK. His vast experience ranges from being an angel investor and executive to working for agencies, being a solo consultant and advisor. Sam has also been an enterprise lecturer at the University of Wales and a lecturer at the Montreal Upscale Program. Sam, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, awesome. Really, really glad and looking forward to having a conversation. Yeah. So where where are you located? I'm in North Carolina. I know the accent kind of doesn't fit, but... Yeah, because you said like, yeah, because it said like Wales and in in the US and I'm like, yeah, North Carolina. Wow. (laughs) That's yeah, my, like my quite wife, a place to end up. <laughs> my wife was born and bred in Charlotte, um, met in the okay. UK several years, lived up there in Europe, and then moved over. Ah, oh, nice. Well, it, you know, I, uh, Charlotte, I've been there before. Uh, it is a nice area, a lot of trees. It's beautiful. Um, from yeah. what I remember. Super close yeah. to the mountains, coast. Yeah. And the, the city's just booming. It's growing like there's no tomorrow. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so tell me about Venture. What do you guys do? Yeah, so it's it's a venture studio, and that term okay. maybe like what does that mean? That's a different term. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the nearest term that we found to what we do, and we basically build businesses from scratch. We hire in the teams. We have a whole studio worth of staff that come around them, get them to market, help them to scale, grow, and hit that kind of growth stage. Um, and then mm-hmm. we step back as a studio, and off off they go. So we have a continual running door of businesses that we will start up and found, and then exit them out through the studios. So that's that's what we do. So like an incubator. Kind of like an incubator, but there are businesses. So we come up with the ideas. We actually then oh. go through a fact, sort of a four box design stage. Um, and then once we're okay. happy and we're validated. So no, so do people come to you though? To, we ha- or we do, do have people come of- through. We're open okay. to that. Um, we haven't done it yet just because we haven't found the right okay. idea. You know, somebody's brought to us. Um, but we're definitely yeah. open to that. But at the moment, all of the kind of eight to 10 businesses that we have in the studio or in the, the, the fleet now in the portfolio, they've all come from us. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Like, so how many, how many people are like the, you know, in the ideation team? Yeah. So we have, um, there's several people directly in the Emp studio mm-hmm. itself. And, and we're the ones that will go through that ideation stage, look into the markets, find white space opportunities to fit a set of criteria that we're looking for, the type of businesses that we mm-hmm. want to start up and grow. Um, mm-hmm. And then once we have validated them, go for a load of analysis, market analysis, all the rest of it. Then we have this gold nugget of an idea. We will then wrap a initial founding team around those. Um, and then we take them through a studio experience, which is kind of, Thinking in nautical terms, we've just done the design stage. Then we put them into the dry dock where we start to build the business. Then we put them mm-hmm. into the wet dock where we start to test it against clients, customers, a bit of competition. Then once we're happy that we have product market fit, we've got a really solid structure and process and a team, and we have a go-to-market that's operating. Then we move them out, and then they can join the fleet, and off they go. And uh, we kind of step back from the studio perspective. It's super fun, you know, really yeah. aggressive startup mentality, but it's really good. Yeah. Awesome. I've, I've, I've never really heard. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in California and, you know, incubators yeah. are everywhere. <laughs> All that sort yeah. of stuff. So, so that's why when you said, it, I was like, I think that's what you're talking about. But so that's interesting. Um, I hadn't really thought about that. So like, let's talk about how your personal brand has really helped that 
you have like a very wide range of experiences and um, you know, two different countries. What do you, how does all of that build your personal brand and how are you leveraging that for, you know, Nth Venture? Yeah. Awesome. I think that it kind of, um, if we take the journey back in time through the history of Sam, if you like, um, when I, when I came out, out of uh, military, I then went into education through education out of that, then into some startups immediately. Um, and I kind of like the startup environment because it's very almost like small squad based, um, really tight knit group of founders team all rallied around a similar mission. And it's really just process product and people. And if you can put those things together and go to market, you probably are going to be successful as long as there's a decent pain you're solving. So I really enjoyed that that stage. Um, I got picked up because I, we were doing well. I got picked up and sort of were poached and brought into some large organizations that were facing problems, um, whether it be new product development, new go-to-markets, expansions, whatever the problems were. Um, and that kind of gave me a an in to see what the larger corporate world was like um, and the problems and pains that they face, which more often than not, very similar to the startup problems. They just have a slightly different dynamic. You know, they have more infrastructure, they have more support. Um, so it was through that experience that I realized I can help these large organizations because they have exactly the same problems. And more often than not, they're trying to solve a problem with big corporate mentalities. If it's like a new product development or a new market that we're launching into, they try to fix that problem with large corporate infrastructure, which just doesn't quite mm -hmm. work and it doesn't help the agileness and getting there as fast as they possibly could. So bringing in somebody like myself that comes and rallies that, that team together and says, yes, you're in a large corporate here, but in reality, this is a startup. There's X amount of budget available. There's time constraints. And if we don't do this well, it's not going to be great. You know, a lot of people aren't going to be around in, in four months time. So we, we think of it like that and we approach it in a very similar iterative way. Um, all that to be said, um, even working with larger corporates, I still had that passion for the the small startup, nimble, agile team mentality. And that's when I kind of started to realize like that's where I'm good at. You know, that is actually where I am I'm at my best because I'm enjoying it. I'm in a sort of state of flow because I've done all the I've done a lot of research, I'm well read, I've done a lot of practice in this, and I know that when I step into a situation that is that is that type of problem. Um, I can bring a wide spread of different backgrounds to it. And it was during that, probably I was um, maybe in my mid twenties, like mid to late, late, late twenties. And I was thinking, I need to build a brand around this. You know, this is, if I can show people, this is what I offer. These are the pains that I put, these are the pains that I provide solutions to. And that will help me to more easily get the opportunities I'm looking for, position myself more effectively. And, um, and most of the job roles or most of the contracts or the consultancy gigs, whatever it is, almost all of them become from LinkedIn to me, where people have mm -hmm. found a piece of content or found something that I've said in a place. And then they've said that that's exactly what I'm looking to try and solve in my business. They'll reach out. If I can't take on a contract at that point, maybe I step in as an advisor to the, to the business on the advisory board or if they're a startup, you know, whatever the situation is. So it was really from that initial out of education, going into the business world, crafting, this is what I'm good at. I'm, I'm, I'm performing in that space. Then realizing that that is a, that's a product, that's a service that I can bring out into lots of different areas. And then starting to think about how can I build a brand around that? Um, so yeah, I don't want to take the conversation too far, but hopefully it gives a bit of background yeah. as to yeah, why, no, no, why right. startups. Well, cause, I, cause, you, cause you're going off and I'm like, Oh, I, where's he going with this? And then all of a sudden you bring it back and I'm like, Oh, hallelujah. He brought it back. <laughs> <We're there. laughs> no, cause I was like, where is it going? But I, th that is like one of the biggest things that I think 
everyone kind of thinks like, okay, I'm going to start my, my personal brand. It's going to be this linear process. It's going to be mm-hmm. or, or a process that goes like this, right? It's very straightforward. It, it is, it's easy. I joke that there's an easy button doesn't exist only in the Staples commercial. It doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you are like, okay, this is what I'm good at. And then you, yeah, you start creating content, curating content. There's so many things, but just kind of being out there in groups, engaging that people start to kind of say, well, okay, who's this Sam guy? Why does he show up? Why is he making comments on these people and that kind of thing? And I think that so many people think it's this very hard, overwhelming thing. And obviously when you get to a point you hire an agency or something to, to just really, you know, mm-hmm. step on the gas, but there are many ways that you can do it. Just like what you were saying, where commenting and, and curating content and, and, and starting conversations that make people say, interesting. Who is Sam? Oh, I need that help too. It, it's just, it's kind of 100%. one of those things that I don't think people think that like maybe if they're listening now, they're like, Oh, that kind of sounds intuitive, but I don't think that people naturally do that. Like, how did you decide like this, just makes sense? Or did you just start doing it and it worked? And then you're like, Oh, I'm on to something. I think it started with kind of the, the passion aspect. So I, I had a passion for, um, I don't passion is the right word, but I, I had a demonstrated ability or we had, we had succeeded in something and I, and I saw people that weren't succeeding in it. And I was like, I, you know, I can help these people. The, the, the stuff that we've just learned could genuinely help people. Um, so I started just to record the areas that they, that I saw other people slip up on or the areas that we overcame. I started to just record videos of me talking about those specific things, because if I had known that earlier on, then I wouldn't have, you know, I would have been able to move forward more quickly. So, um, it started off with that. And then, um, we, I think to begin with, it was YouTube videos. So I just started mm-hmm. to literally record myself speaking, um, and then put it up. And I realized that that wasn't doing anything, but much like going to the gym, if you do it a lot and you keep up the momentum and you keep on putting that same, um, same topic, but bringing different perspectives to it and different challenges and, and really kind of homing in this, this, stage of growth and just giving different opinions. Um, it started to get comments, started to get reactions, started to build a following behind it. I realized that maybe, um, I needed to add a call to action to it. Like people mm-hmm. were clearly watching it. You know, if I was getting five, 10,000 views on it organically, I wasn't paying anything. Um, how can I give them something to then come back to see me? So I switched it to having a, um, to follow. And then, um, that bumped mm-hmm. up my followers to like 10,000 and 20,000 and 30,000 people that started to follow. Um, and then I started to think, okay, there's people genuinely watching. I need to give them something that looks a little bit better than what they're seeing at the moment. And what they were seeing was me with a literal, my phone sat in the car speaking on a selfie camera. Um, Mm -hmm. so I switched it up. So I said, okay, I'm going to get a DSLR and I'm going to try and give them some better quality. Not that they want to see me in more, more, more detail. That's no one wants to see that, (laughs) but, um, maybe it would be easier to digest. So yeah. I did that. Then I started playing with some free tools on adding intros and outros and started to put a little bit of kind of the subtitles and the text in there. Um, and the feedback I was getting, um, was good. And I started to get myself into some social WhatsApp groups and some discord groups and some telegram groups and different groups where people were also trying to create brands and trying to build themselves. And I would share it in there, get some critique. They would say, that's good. Forget that. That's terrible. You know, and move on and optimize. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I realized, well, at the moment, I'm only on one platform, right? And I'm also only giving one type of content for people to, to, to consume. So I started to snip it into smaller sections, like just taking, 
an idea or a thought or one piece that I think I, that would be valuable if I was given that during this specific stage of what I was doing. Um, and then giving them a link to come back to the full piece of content. And I started to have this little cycle going and the initial ones were getting far more views than the other ones, but much like any funnel, it was then following mm -hmm. down to people that were following. And I wasn't necessarily selling a course or I wasn't selling a product or a book or anything at the end of that funnel. It was just to, to provide some content, I guess. And I was, I started off in sort of sales and marketing and accounts and just commercial arms of, of businesses. And I started to funnel my career down into marketing. And um, and if your marketer that you're hiring hasn't marketed themselves and hasn't built a brand for themselves and hasn't demonstrated they can gain following, do thought leadership and have a full content strategy, um, then what does that what does that say? You know, maybe they're not that passionate mm -hmm. about that that aspect, which is fine if you're hiring them for design or you're hiring them for you know digital arbitrage or something. If you're hiring them it, for design and they have a horrible website or a bad logo, you're like, it's not a good, it's not a good sign. Not you know? a good. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, so we, we kind of, so I went down that whole route of uh, giving information that I thought was valuable to people that are in, that were in my situation. Turns out there's a lot mm -hmm. of people in that situation. Then went around the route of optimizing and starting to basically improve that content, then providing that content in smaller consumable pieces, pointing back to that content. And then the hard part really was was giving up the momentum on it because um, I realized mm -hmm. that with a lot of the algorithms, you if you stop for a month, um, you have to build back up the momentum again um, yeah. in order to get the same amount, amount, of, amount of views. So that took a lot of discipline, um, and you know everyone goes through ups and downs in life and more more kind of time consuming work periods, and even during those periods, at the end of the day, setting up the camera. And then speaking on a topic, um, not the easiest thing to do, but it meant mm -hmm. that I then had a, a whole, you know, kept up the momentum and kept up the following going. So that's kind of how I went about doing it initially. Yeah, no, that's really, it's, I think that that's like, so a lot of people kind of, you, you, either, I feel like so many people are so afraid because they see where you are today and they're like, oh, well, the videos are really cool and they're slick and they're this and they're that. But they don't think about all the times you're like, no, no, no. At the beginning, I was in my car on my iPhone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I and it's I mean, I, I definitely like so how long ago was that car phone, you know, uh, the, on the oh. iPhone in your car? Like, I mean, I mean, I still do it sometimes if I'm like this. Like, yeah, I, I've just got off the phone with some clients in a big situation. I'm like, this is some gold. Like, I need to, I yeah. need to record this rather than writing a note. I'll record it and then be like, should I send it or should I yeah. not at this point? But it was probably um, like a, two years ago, maybe a year and a half. Okay. Two years. So, so like the, the path, you know, you had to learn and you had, you know go through kind of like, hey, I can improve and that kind of thing. So again, I always try to like pull out little snippets of learning while we're going mm -hmm. through the podcast. And like, this is a snippet of learning. You just need to start, you know, two years. I mean, and, and I would probably say probably six months, your stuff was probably great, but you just have to be open to getting objective, objective feedback, which you said you got, which is great. Um, yeah. And that, that is one of the biggest things that I always say about when you're building your personal brand is if you're going to do it by yourself, really just bite off what you can chew. Cause you can't yeah. be like, I am going to do this because and, and I'm going to do it like, yeah, daily. Like that's insane. Like maybe you mm -hmm. have that time now, but you don't in six months from now, cause you got life changes and things like that. So just be realistic because it mm -hmm. is, it is a lot, especially if you really want good content out there, you have to like 
think about it? Like, would I have this podcast? I mean, there's a lot that goes into getting getting you here on the show, getting you scheduled. I have your bio. We look at, we look at questions and things like that. Sometimes I use them, sometimes I don't. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot that goes into it, and I think that that and that's what makes it smooth for the end viewer or listener is if you do that that homework that. I will be yeah. honest, isn't all just me. There's a team of people um, kind of making all of this happen. So I just, so when you're going to do it yourself, just bite off what you can chew and be okay with that. I love that. And I think one of the other yeah. things is authenticity. Um, yes. In particular, if you're talking about a hard skill, if it's like whatever it is, like a account-based marketing, if you're doing a video yeah. on that, um, you have to be able to back that up with personal experiences and you can't always talk about the businesses that you're working with. I understand that there's NDAs and, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to talk badly of anybody. Um, you want to be kind of um, collaboration over competition, if you like. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you have to be able to base it on some stats and you have to base it on some data. Yeah. And, and more often than not, I've seen people who are trying to build a brand around a topic that they haven't done any practical application of it to bring that authenticity into. And some of the mm. most engaging content I've seen is where you take the audience on a journey of you doing something. So mm-hmm. even if, even if I, I am a startup entrepreneur, I've never done any marketing before. I'm using marketing because that's my sphere. But um, if, if I've never done it before, but I say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to take my audience through the experience of us doing this together. People love mm-hmm. that. People want to, yes. they want to see it like happening. What's happening in the meat grinder, you know, that they, they want to see behind yeah. the curtain. So um, yeah. e- even if you're not an expert in it, if you want to engage and you want to build authenticity and you want to build a following, really great ways to be upfront and honest. This is something I haven't done before, but we're going to do it together. And this is what mm-hmm. it's going to look like over the next three or four months. Here's how you can follow me with a call to action mm-hmm. and then just start to build the content organically around it. I mean, a lot of times, well, so I, there are two things. One is that I, I, I read a, I was watching a TED, not a TEDx, but actual TED talk. Um, and they they were talking about a really great, like um, how to do like a really good keynote or a speech. And it was it, kind of layering in some of the best um, speeches mm-hmm. of all time. They, they um, took, you know, MLK, I have a dream. Um, weirdly, you know, you have that one. You're just like, whoa, that was groundbreaking. But then you have this, uh, then, then also like she, she layered in Steve Jobs and, and kind of when he unveiled, um, I think it was the iPod. Yeah. And it was kind of like, what is, what could be, what is, what could be. And just layering that in there um, through storytelling, kind of like, mm-hmm. right. And and that makes it more powerful. So and I did that with like my next speech that I did and, and uh, speaking engagement. And wow, it definitely that. had the, the effect that I was looking for. Just like, because you just, yeah, you have to take people on a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise they don't, there's no actual connection unless you get emotions mm-hmm. involved people don't think about marketing being emotional like when you're, you're not in marketing you don't think about it being emotional but you are always tapping into those emotions to 100%. Get kind of a reaction yeah i mean the um, whole thing is marketing in itself is emotion based right and um, what we're yeah. trying to build a reaction in some kind of way mm-hmm. whatever that outcome is and that has to come from a place of emotion um so yeah it's very very relevant yeah I, I love that. So, um, and I like literally, I was like, okay, I had the second tip and I, or second thing I was going to say, and whoop, went out the on. but well, you know what? Yeah. We'll go. <laughs> well, when you, when you were just talking about those, um, those Ted talks, I had a similar thing where, um, when I was doing the enterprise lecturing, so, um, I would come mm-hmm. in ad hoc into different, um, curriculums that were happening and give a business perspective on, on a topic that was happening. Um, I also yeah. did some, some work with, it was a school based out of, um, 
let's just say the East, um, and they um, they were they weren't allowed to talk about certain topics because of the rules in the country. So they had international people bring perspectives on topics in like a dark lecture kind of way where people could mm. still get outside perspectives. Um, mm. And I was like, I have one chance here to give this group of students who can't hear about this sort of thing normally, and they're risking things, they listen to this, to really mm -hmm. get them to understand something. And I started listening to te TED Talks on the topic of giving speeches and being able to yeah. better get points across. Maybe we saw the same one. Might've been the same. And they were talking mm -hmm. about, um, giving some kind of quote that is emotive to begin with, some kind of quote or saying something that has rhythm to it that people automatically have heard before, maybe in different ways, but they've heard that kind mm -hmm. of little little tale. Then mm -hmm. you give them a story that kind of talks about an experience you've had that then at the end relates back to why that saying is true. And, mm -hmm. and going through that motion of the three parts, the Give, give them something that people already hear. And usually it's a quote. It's a famous person saying something. Then you give them the story, the actual meat of what you're trying to explain, and then mm. link it back to why that that's relevant. And people will mm -hmm. remember the entire lesson or remember you based on what that person said at the beginning. So they've linked mm -hmm. you now with this really famous, super educated, you know, super, super amazing person. They're now linking you psychologically and emotionally to that, um, mm -hmm. which is a good way to brand yourself against somebody in a speech without having to, you know, make up a statement is, or make up your own term. Does it work if, if, I mean, cause you, if you, if you can find a quote that's relevant, but what if you can't, what if you kind of make up your own hook? You can do that. I mean, good on yeah, you. Okay. If you can do that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. And the, you know, the smartest people on the planet do that. Um, if, if you're struggling yeah. and you still want to get a video out there on this, this week, mm -hmm. if you need to keep up the momentum, there's a ton of amazing, you know, quotes and statements that people have made historically that you can draw upon. Yeah. Um, that you can then provide a new perspective to that to give people some gold to take away. Literally, I mean, even for our team, some of, I mean, I, I have it kind of list like I, you know, if you Google like inspirational quotes, business quotes, inspirational business quotes, yeah, business leader quotes, there's like there's so many things that will come up. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. You're just like, wait, Walt Disney said all these amazing things. Yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> they're, they're attributing <laughs> yeah. correctly, but you, you just look, kind of see it, it up, and you know, yeah, validate it. <laughs> but but then you can see good. like here's this quote, and then yeah, so that from a social media perspective, that is something that we uh, definitely have done. Um, I like that. I, I try to do that with the videos. If I do like a reel and I'm shooting it myself, I will do mm -hmm. like I will kind of lead with a hook. Um, I feel like doing a lot of these. I don't know if you are feel the same way, but I feel like doing a lot of podcasts, guesting and having guests. It's like, I just like all of a sudden at the end, I will have, oh my God, I, this came up or I've having to do a, a, a yep. quick reel on this. And like, I have like sayings that things that I, that I come <laughs> up with and, um, and whatever I always, I like, I always say like your personal brand is not for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's for it's for your audience, and then I'll like tell a story about that. But yeah, those are those are things that I've just kind of innately done, and like my own like little <laughs> little quotes. I would love it if one day someone was like, "I'm clearing, you know, quoting Claire Bond. I'd be like, "Yes, yeah, boom, <laughs> you've reached it, you've arrived." Yeah, right, totally. <laughs> I like that that you are when you talked about the the content that you're originally sharing and how it was stuff that you were learning, mm -hmm. and you're like, "Ah, oh, man, this person's doing it wrong." Um, I, I was watching something with Gary Vee and someone was saying, Hey, I, you know, I want to be an expert in X. And, um, he's Gary said, Hey, you know, I, you know, no one ever told, I never told people that I'm an expert in 
anything really but now he's like the jack of all trades like gary vee's the expert in everything pretty much yeah <laughs> but it's literally because i mean he started out in wine do you even know that yeah the um yeah so a lot of people don't even know that i'm mm -hmm. sorry like wasn't it yeah, collectible like, wine yeah he had like a wine store in new jersey with his parents or something yeah and they they yeah. just found a niche but he was like as he just started learning things about the online world mm -hmm. and, and personal branding and all of these things and he just started creating content as he was learning it and then all of a sudden people are like wow you are an expert in personal branding you're an expert in digital marketing you're an expert in mm -hmm. doing videos you're an expert in but he just was like, I see a need and I'm going to help people. And I, I think that, that yeah. yeah, like the, one of the keys that I also clued on, on that you said is that I didn't do this. You said, I did not do this to, to like, you know, to sell a course or to sell something. And it is an, an interesting thing is because, because the clients that we have that come and they, they're very interested in like this end result there, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work. Because if that's always kind of in your head, I need you to sell my, you know, I need you to buy my book. I need this mm -hmm. result that, that, that kind of is going to permeate through your content. You're not going to be, you know, again, as you said before, yeah. authentic, people aren't going to really like you because they're going to go, mm, I don't know that they're I'm gonna feeling know. it. Yeah. They're going to know. They're going to hear the sales pitch through the content. If you, and, and don't get me wrong, if you're in a business setting, um, or even if you're, even if you're, you're consciously saying, I want to become an influencer, I want to do this. It's either ego or it's probably going to have some kind of monetary gain at the end of it. Um, there's, I think there's, there's very few people who get into it because they're super passionate about the topic and they just want, mm -hmm. they can talk about it all day to everybody. No one else listens. So they record themselves and they put it out and they let people capture it. Um, and, um, and I've gone for like waves of, I, I want to talk about this. Like I'm super passionate about it. I'm, I'm in, in the trenches doing it. I'd love to talk about it. So I just, I get it up when I'm there. And sometimes I'm going through a season where that isn't the case. And like, I'm like, you know, I'm now working within a corporation and now I need to create content that isn't personal, but I need to do that there. And I forget mm -hmm. that uh, what I'm doing in the personal is getting more traction than what I'm doing in the business. And it's because um, I am creating the, or the team is creating the content, not for educational purposes, um, but it's very clearly there's a hook in there. It's, it's kind of, it's, mm -hmm. it's too salesy. So we'll often hire in or kind of bring across people within the business who actually have that passion, who actually are in the trenches, who actually are doing it and put them in front mm -hmm. of the camera and have them create, mm -hmm. help us to curate the content for the audience. Um, I'm sure there might be some user testing if it's a big corporation. Um, yeah. but it's the same thing. Like if I'm, if I'm a personal, trying to build my own personal brand for what, for what outcome is it? And it's fine if it is money, but you've got to provide value for that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and that will only come if you're building content that genuinely educates, entertains, or gives people value. Um, so yeah, I think there's, it's similar in business as it, as it is in the private world. Yeah, it, it mm -hmm. is. It's a weird thing. And I, and I don't, it's just, you know, we just know as humans, we can tell when there's something else at play versus mm -hmm. just, I, I yeah, another one of my sayings is that you have to you know build your brand with altruism in your heart because if you mm -hmm. don't people are going to know um and so if you're genuinely like i i want to help people mm -hmm. i want to get this information out um that people are going to like oh i really i i you know sam is so great he's always giving such great tips i don't need this this one but most of the time yeah i mean it's just People know it's a, it's a weird thing. I don't, I can't say, I, I can't, can't be like, okay, if you fake it this way, 
they won't know. It's yeah. like, mm, nope. They just One know. One of the great things with like LinkedIn in particular is the like, being yeah. able to have the um, the reviews at the bottom. So being able to have people give feedback and write you yeah. a actual kind of re re review attached to it that isn't in the comments. Mm -hmm. But um, but when people reach out, so if they like the content and most of the advisor positions that I've been on in businesses and you know now I'm shareholder in lots of organizations is because um, somebody in that situation saw that content, reached out and said, Sam, mm -hmm. you know, I can't afford to pay however much for a consultation, you know, like a McKinsey's type consultation, but I, I, I can you just give me some time? Um, and mm -hmm. I'm always down to helping people. If I have the time available, if I don't, I've got to be honest, I do, but it'll be in a month's time or what, two weeks. But if I have the mm -hmm. time available, I will then jump on and actually speak to them. And they're kind of, they then become an advocate for me, if you like. And they're out there sharing my stuff, sending good words about me out there into the market. Um, and that is better than any ad spend. So if yeah. I have time available, I will, I'm happy to do that um, and to jump on and help people. And, um, and it's, it's helped to build my brand, not just from the content perspective, but from my reputation. Um, and mm -hmm. then if I want to get work or whatever the, the cash outcome is, it's come from that kind of altruistic, I'm here to help. Um, like, don't worry about paying me a massive, you know, massive amounts right now. Like, let me help you. At some point, you'll be an organization where you can afford to pay me and I'm here to help. But, uh, you know, mm -hmm. let me help you in the meantime. And I'm a firm believer that those things kind of come back, you know, if you put it out there. Yeah. I, um, I was working with a uh, business coach and she said something similar, but it's almost like, um, you know, you can think about the, the, the good information you're giving, you know, the altruism. Um, it's kind of filling up this piggy bank, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so if someone really likes you, they're just like, wow, you've given me all of this great stuff. They feel like they need to give you something in return, mm -hmm. whether it is it is a referral or something, right? Because you've given yeah. such good, you know, they have such good will towards you, the, the no like and trust factor. But that's what we're really talking about. It mm -hmm. feels as if you filled their, you know, piggy bank with money. And it literally, they're like, I have to give you something for what you gave me. Mm -hmm. And and if you're not giving something that someone finds valuable, what an you're awesome not going to have that. Yeah, to do it. Yeah, that, that, and so that's why that reciprocation exists. So mm -hmm. just so many fantastic things. I would love to get your like three tips to building your personal brand, not six, three. <laughs> three. three. I okay. did this. Um, three tips um, that you learned um, that you think somebody like that, that somebody could do today, hopefully. Yeah, I think um, there's the first one is finding your niche or niche, depending on which side of the Atlantic you live on. Um, it's super important to try and build your brand around a, a topic, whether that be entertainment, whether that be education, business, whatever your sphere is, build it around something specific that people will know they're going to get that every time they turn up. Because if they feel as though it's randomized, they can't hook onto something to follow. So if, if you want to build like a trusted following that is rallied around something that you're passionate about, make sure that your, your content or whoever you're building your brand, if it's, you know, PR, whatever it is, it's always around that kind of topic. And the, the more targeted it can be, the easier it can be found and the more likely you are to build a following around that. I think the, the second one then is a, commitment to keeping up the distribution amount that's necessary to build a brand. If you're doing it yourself, it can be overwhelming. Um, but you can use like a content planner tool where you can say, here's three big topics I'm going to tackle over the next couple of months. I'm going to break that down into subtopics, which I can just draw, take a snippet from that video that I made, and then put a post talking about it or write a short blog, something that explains that or put that out into the press, whatever it is. 
Um, and then you can have peripheral posts that kind of draw back to that second post or to the first one. Um, so you can use a content planner to make your life a little bit easier. There's tons of free ones. If you just Google content planner, it'll bring up a ton of different templates for you. Um, but having the discipline to even on the busy days, even when things, you know, seem like it's hard to put a smile on and get in front of a camera. Um, those are the days that make the difference because the days when you're feeling good, you don't have to worry about those. It's going to happen. So consistency and being disciplined is super important. Um, and then the third one, I think, is is really the the quality aspect, and the quality of your your brand um, can be identified in a couple of ways. One of those is um, the is what's coming back at you from the market. Um, if you are getting the sort of numerical followers, the engagement, if that stuff's happening, that's one way to tell. Awesome. The other side of that then is how people um, how people explain you to other people. Um, and there's a couple of ways that you can find that out. And um, one of those is by having genuine conversations and building good relationships with peers in your network. Don't have to be in your discipline, but other people. There's groups that you can get onto, but, you know, LinkedIn groups, there's tons of them. But you can ask them like, hey, have you ever heard about me before? You know, have you ever heard about my video channel, my my content that's out there, my blogs, whatever it is? Um, and if they, if you have a close enough relationship, you can get that kind of feedback. The other way is to be able to put a, not an NPS, but like a score uh, metric. So you can give them the opportunity to click a one to five score and give you feedback. You'll see it in sort of thumbs up and thumbs down, depending on which platforms allow that at different times um, in their roadmap. But there's, there's a couple of different ways, but quality is, is super key. And, um, as you progress, you know, as you go through the journey of building your brand, the quality should be increasing as you're moving forward. If you stay still in the quality aspect as you move forward, your following will stay roughly the same. You'll be hard for it to increase. But um, people are forgiving. If they look at a piece of content that you did three years ago and then you're like, mm, that intro looks pretty terrible, the music's off and the audio is not amazing, um, they'll, they'll be forgiving if it's now amazing, if it looks great now. Um, mm -hmm. So keep up the quality and uh, it'll help. I, those are such great tips. I love those. Well, Sam, Good. thank you so much for, for being here. It was a great conversation. Um, it's fun to kind of talk about these, these sorts of topics with someone who's been there. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thank you for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.